usually. God says what he wants to say. But here are the first words that I heard, and it goes right along with these testimonies. I heard the Spirit say, you have tasted and you have seen the glory and the goodness of your God. Now I ask you, open up your hearts wide. Dream the dreams. Expect the unexpected. Because I'm coming in as a whirlwind. I'm coming in to change lives like you've never seen before. I'm coming in to change families that you've never thought would happen. I'm coming in because I am your God. Taste and see what the Lord can do. The veil has been torn. And my glory, my light is shining through. Shining through to you. Each and every individual to you. So taste and see. Expect and see. Dream again. Expect those dreams to be seen with your natural eyes as you are seen with your spiritual eyes. Yes, your God is great. And he can do things. He can do things that you've never seen before. I am the Lord your God. Taste and see how good your God can be. Amen. Um, I wanted to ask Bruce if it was okay if I asked this. Um, I've just finished writing a book on the prophetic, um, follow his way, hear his voice. And I thought it was all finished and done, and just like Holy Spirit will do sometimes, he'll come in in the back to say, oh, I want you to put something else. So now what I'm asking is for uh, testimonies in the prophetic not from me, but any from anyone, anywhere, that if you have had a prophetic word that has touched your life, your life, has changed your thinking, has given you encouragement, whatever, you all will know. You know, if it's, you know, it's the prophetic, I love the prophetic because of that, because it's so encouraging. It just gives us so much more hope. So anyway, so if you could see me or wherever, I would appreciate it because I'm really looking for testimonies to put in this book. Thanks. So what, what Bill said earlier, the shout out to the prophetic, so you can give her those stories. That's what she's looking for, stories that, um, that show what God has done through prophetic ministry in your life. So that's what she wants to document. Uh, I want to I wrap things up today with a, with a real brief um, teaching from Scripture with regard to what God is doing here in the church. I want to maybe bring some understanding to what he's, what he's doing. I don't, I, don't, I don't think any of us can fully understand all that he has in mind, but uh, the last two or three years have been years of preparation and year, years of assembly. God is assembling people here. It's been a, an amazing phenomenon to, to see. How God has uh, brought people who've said, I've looked for this kind of church. And this, this kind of church is not, um, well, what we are, we are by the grace of God. And so whatever our features are, you can define those features. 
But I believe we've been being prepared and God has been bringing people to us who have been prepared elsewhere. And this is a fulfillment of a prophetic word, and I'll share with you about this. But I would say maybe 10 years ago, the Lord spoke a prophetic word to Lynn and myself and others that he was going to be bringing to this church a number of people who had been, quote unquote, well prepared in the things of the spirit beforehand. And he was going to bring them here. They didn't need a lot of healing. They didn't need a lot of construction because they were broken. They weren't broken. They'd been healed and they'd been equipped. And they were being brought here to do the work of kingdom ministry. And so a number of you here are that way. You have been brought here for a purpose. It's almost like, um, almost like um, close encounters of the third kind, how people were drawn. Um, we're not crediting aliens here, but we are crediting uh, our God. So I want to share with you something that in 1 Corinthians 12, the first few verses, there is a list of spiritual gifts that Paul gives us. And there are nine of them there, and uh, two of them are the working of miracles and gifts of healing. So the way I understand this and the way this operates in our midst is the Holy Spirit is free and sovereign to release any of the gifts of the Spirit when he wants to into the life of any of us for use through us to do kingdom work. So in a sense, let me tell you this, in a sense, it is inappropriate for any of us to say, I have the gift of healing. Okay? The reason that that language is not right is that the Holy Spirit always has the gift of healing and he releases us, releases it to and through us whenever he wants to. And that can come to any of us for any reason, wherever we are. Here's a key. If you want to be used more by the Holy Spirit as an instrument of his gifts, put yourself into a position of ministry. Because that's when the gifts come. Because they're tools to release kingdom power and draw people to Jesus. Okay? So that's the way the gifts operate. They come and go, and they come and go, and they come and go. And so when, when they're used, then, they, then they're off again. Now, at the end of 1 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul lists a list of ministry appointments. The scripture says, in the church, God has appointed first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, Then he goes on and lists a few more, among whom are gifts of healing and working of miracles. So the same two phrases describing the work of God that were in 1 Corinthians 12, the first few verses, are now listed as appointments in the church. So an appointment, the same word for appointment is the word we use for ordain. So when God ordains a certain operation of his spirit in the church, I understand that to mean that there is a permanent abiding of that gifting in the life of that person. So while the gift from the spirit of healing comes and goes and is available to all of us whenever the Holy Spirit wants to use us, 
the appointment, the ministry appointment of healing rests permanently on some people in the body. And right at the end of that list, Paul says, are all apostles, all prophets, do all work miracles, blah, blah, blah. So there are some in this church, and this is what has become so clear to me that's so remarkable and makes me think that we are moving into a new phase of kingdom ministry and revival. And that is that there are appointments into the lives of some people who are here of the ministry of healing and the ministry of working of miracles. Now, what does that mean? What that means practically is that those people who have those ministries resting as an abiding anointing on their lives are used frequently by the Lord on a regular basis to release that kind of kingdom power through their lives onto others. So I, this, is, this is what I want, I want you to see. Because sometimes I've heard it said, well, so-and-so always gets up and prophesies. Well, so-and-so always wants to get up and teach. Well, the reason there is a frequency level for some people in the church that's not there for others is that some of them have an abiding ministry appointment on their lives in that area. And we should expect these people to release these kinds of ministries when we gather together as a body. That's what they're there for. Now, another practical implication. And this may sound (laughs) un-American. Let me explain what I mean. Not all people in the body of Christ have the same measure, have the same substance of healing anointing that flows through their lives. Not all have that equally. Now, all can equally minister a spiritual gift of healing, but not all have a healing ministry that's operating in their lives. You see what I'm saying? So, guys, if you are sick, go to those whom God has given a ministry appointment to bring healing to you. And let me explain briefly, once again, then I'll be done, the difference between the gift of healing and the gift of miracles as it operates in the realm of bringing physical recovery. The definition of the word miracle is that which is extraordinary and astounding. Now, there are other parts of that definition that have to do with what a miracle is as well. Usually, it's something that happens instantaneously, and I want to focus on this, instantaneously or near instantaneously. So apply to healing, a gift of healing with regard to the sick would be, I'm praying for you now, and there is going to be recovery over time as I pray for you and as I continue to release healing ministry into your life. Over time, over days maybe, or weeks, then you will recover full function. That is the gift of healing. 
And the way I understand it is, yeah, our bodies have the ability to repair themselves and there's medical science that helps. But when gifts of healing are released, there's the supernatural virtue of God that flows into the organic flesh and actually interacts with the substance of the human body and releases God's power, adds God's power to the other forms of power that are already there. So the difference between that now and a miracle is, and this is what we're seeing more and more, this is what God is ramping up here. We're seeing the operation of the gifts and the ministries of the working of miracles. So that in the past, I pray for Lenny to be healed, and three or four days later, he says to me, it's been remarkable, but I'm much better now than I was before, and there's no medical reason for it. That's healing. But if I pray for Lenny, and the gift of the working of miracles is operating through me, I say, be healed in Jesus' name. And Lenny goes, wow, my All flu symptoms are 100% gone now. That's miracle. Okay? I want you to understand that. Two different operations of the Holy Spirit. And God has placed into our church those who operate in the ministry of the working of miracles. And as I'm getting a little older, I rejoice in that. I know who they are. And when I'm sick, I go to them. Or even when I'm getting sick. You know, the power of God can prevent an illness from taking hold, too. So I want to encourage you guys. For yourselves, partake of this ministry. Every time. You know, if you're a sick person, the best place for you to be is church. If it's a healing church. But also. Look at how many times. Jesus healed the sick. Mostly miraculously. And flocks of people. Came to him in salvation. The demonstration of the kingdom of God. In healing the sick. Is a manifestation of God's mercy. He just loves to heal the sick. In and of itself. But it's also a demonstration of the kingdom of God that pulls people to Jesus as Savior. So if, if in your neighborhood, in your family, in your workplace, and I say this over and over again, I don't want it to be a, a mindless mantra. I want it to have meaning to you guys. God is healing the sick like never before. And he is working miracles on the sick like never before in this church. Bring the sick and get them healed. The kingdom of God will spread when you do. They may end up in this church or they may end up in some other church somewhere. But they're going to, if they receive Jesus as a result of this, or if they're renewed in their faith as a result of it, then they're going to be added into Churches that are spreading the kingdom of God. So guys, know this. 
Know it. Remember it. When there's somebody in your workplace, your boss, you're looking for a raise, what better way? <laughs> Bring the sick to church. Like last week we did. How about if every Sunday becomes a healing the sick Sunday? So, Lord, whatever you're doing, (laughs) keep doing it. And we welcome the majestic outpouring of your spirit in revival and awakening here throughout our tri-state region and all over the earth. In Jesus' name.